previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. And then Jet grabbed the Diademix Aureus, enacted its powers, and transported all and the god Sargonis to the realm of Helleros. And the Great Mother continued to streak her thoughts across the sky. And then the streak of lightning illuminates a female figure. Yeah, I want to sprint towards the feminine person. And there is a blast of blue light, and all of you are suddenly frozen in place. Right next to Jet materializes Helleros. Well done, Jet. You hear the female figure say, Why did you bring them here? Ayun, perhaps we should call Torm to our little party. Prothean passes out from excitement. All right, Helleros, you've summoned all the gods here. Sargonis, Paylor, and Tiamat. Now what's your plan? These five have done everything in their power to stop Sargonis. The staff of Parmar and the Diademic Zorius would once again be invoked, as they were a millennia ago when Sargonis and Tiamat tried to take the Primaterial Plane for the first time. So how are we fixing this? And Tiamat says, We shall take the Primaterial Plane for ourselves. Pause, lady. That sounds like... What if all of you guys died, and then we don't have to worry about you guys? fucking up our plane. Actually, says Paylor, I see some merit. Yes! If we left them to their own devices, there would no longer be any fighting amongst ourselves. Each god surrenders a piece of themselves to affect change and maintain balance. The sounds of the war suddenly bombard your senses. The portal suddenly collapse on itself. The staff of Parmar lights up with brilliant white light, and there are gale force winds blowing all your enemies back. Who's the nearest person to me? Abe. I swing my greatsword trying to decapitate him. Ooh, shit. And you can see Abe tumbling off into the distance with Prothean, and then suddenly it stops. Welcome to another episode of the Death Saving Bros Podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Ben Renfro. Why are orphans so good at poker? Because they don't know what a full house is. Uh... <laughs> Wouldn't that make them, like, bad at poker? Did you fuck that up? <laughs> you fucked it up. <laughs> Fuck you guys. The Dude. orphan wouldn't know. They didn't have, I laughed. They didn't have a father figure to tell them that that's a bad, good hand. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I save. Nice execution. You're doing Dude, terrific. terrific. They Dude. always try for one up than a full house because they don't know what a full house is, so they always go for the straight flush. Fuck you. Greatly executed, just like your parents. <laughs> they must have done uh, some. They must have had a proper execution if I'm standing here today. They just, everything after the fact they failed at. Brad Richards. Hey, Paul. Paul. What? Did you know <laughs> the letter F in orphan stands for family? <laughs> you might be asking yourself, there's no F in orphan. That's because there's no family. Aww. <laughs> Why do orphans love boomerangs? Because they, they actually back. come back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs>
<laughs> What's an orphan's favorite movie? Home Alone. <laughs> Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Smith. So, Paul. <laughs> how many, uh, how many heads does Tiamat have? I know you can count to five. Come on, Paul. She has five and went in dragon form. In dragon form, you say? Five of them. <laughs> Good thing you only need one as they go across your forehead. Why can't orphans work at SC Johnson? Because they don't have a family. Because it's, it's a, a family, family company. company. <laughs> You've used that one, Ben. I've never used that one before. Brad might have, but I have not. I definitely said that one. <laughs> Brad Renfro. Why is Brixie so bad at telling dad jokes? Because he's an orphan. <laughs> he doesn't have a dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Take it out on Brixius now. This isn't even, Brixius isn't even doing the intros these days. <laughs> directly attacking your character. And our special guest returning for another episode, Tyler Vidito. Hey, hello everyone. Thanks for having me. My pronouns are he, him. Ooh. Uh, we are also, each of us other gentlemen are also he, him on this podcast. Yeah, I prefer hee-haw. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'll get myself. Hey, Brad, fucking die. <laughs> okay, proceed. And we also have returning this week, Gene Jackson. Hi, thanks for having me back. Um, I didn't prepare shit, so <clears throat> um, I'm all jacked up on caffeine. I'll beat all your asses in Smash Bros. Take care. We are wrapping up our 90-episode campaign that started uh, three years ago now. Uh, almost three years ago to the day, we launched the first episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast, and we are now about to finish it. So, let's go ahead and talk about where we left off. The world comes back in a rush of color and sound, and you see people fighting all around you. While you were gone, there was no stop to the battle. Right next to you, you see a sword go through one of the purified members' necks as a demon goes hurtling past. The Danakeshian warriors are all but overwhelmed. The goblins are holding the left flank while Caxius's forces are fighting on the right. You can see the demon cavalry flying through the air and demons continue to pour through this green portal that has acted like a force field in between the battlefield on the primaterial plane and the nine hells where the demons are pouring out of. You try to catch your bearings and you spin around trying to figure out where your allies are, where the enemies are, and you catch sight of Dalvia and Hexor back to back casting spells. Dalvia is throwing her hand forward, shooting magical energy into people's brains as they go down holding their heads. You can see Hexor punching the earth as he sends roiling masses of rock shooting into the sky, obliterating demons left and right. Vigus, Wilhelmina, and Finrael are all back to back as well. Finrael is shooting crossbow bolts as Figus and Wilhelmina are slashing with their weapons. And Figus catches sight of you and runs over dodging underneath Demon's claws and away from Caxius's forces. He runs up to Prothean and says, Sir Prothean, we're all just about all but outnumbered. What should we do? And Prothean stabs Figus in the neck. Oh. That is when Jet suddenly feels compelled to lift 
the staff of Parmar as it starts to glow a brilliant white, and he strikes it into the ground, and a wash of energy spreads out over the entire ground, stopping everybody in their tracks. They turn to look at this white light that is flaring brighter and brighter, and suddenly the portal that the demons had been flying out of collapses and starts to swirl in a massive vortex. Wind starts whistling around you, and it increases in intensity faster and faster until suddenly you all feel yourselves being pulled towards this vortex. The demons go flying, tumbling end over end, and they are sucked through this vortex. But Jet remains rooted to the ground as the staff is spreading out spider webs of light over the surrounding area. Taylor is flapping her wings in the air, trying to beat away from this vortex to avoid being pulled in. Chadley is also trying to struggle to the ground to get his claws into the ground so that he won't be pulled into the vortex. Prothean swings his sword at Abe's neck, cutting into it, and Abe lashes out at Prothean to try and knock him back. But the sword is lodged in his neck, and they both go tumbling end over end, and they lose their footing and are sucked towards the vortex, disappearing into the green swirl that is at the far end of the battlefield. Brixius, Ambionitis, Jet, and their companions manage to grab onto the staff that is placed in the ground like an immovable rod, and then suddenly the wind dies, the vortex is gone, and all is silent. There is a scream from Wilhelmina, and she goes running over to Figus, who's on the ground clutching his throat as blood is burbling up out of his neck from the gash that Prothean had left. Damn! Should we help him? Can't break his heel. <laughs> God, no. Are you kidding me? Ambi Ice can heal, though. Yeah, but do I want to? Is the real question. <laughs> you might need the spell slots for later. <laughs> yeah. Can I cast suggestion that I tell him to stop bleeding? <laughs> hey, I got an idea. Just don't. Sorry, I'm a mother that just went grocery stopping and came back to uh, the living room on fire kind of situation. <laughs> like, I, you just hit me with a whoop. Um, Brixius run o- runs over, and I uh, I mount Figus, and uh, you do what now? <laughs> I pounce. Pause. I, I, I jump on top of Figus. Just like poking way without <laughs> And I grab him by the neck and shoulders, and I start shaking him. Figus, please tell me you locked up the hammer fist before you left. <laughs> Where is the key, man? I need to get in. Sabrixius. Sabrixius. I don't know what to do, so I paralyze him using Siren's axe to think that might paralyze him from dying, too. All right, All fine, right. I'll heal him. I would like to donkey kick Brixius off of Vigus <laughs> and then use a healing potion that I have. I've never had to stop somebody from dying. I've only caused death to people. Just do that, except backwards. Yeah, it's fine. I'll be the barbarian healer. All right, well, you see me pull out my axe, thinking I can plug the wound with it, that it would paralyze him from breathing to death, or bleeding to death. Breathing to death. I mean, it would stop him from breathing to death. (laughs) So Jet donkey kicks uh, Brixius off before he can bury Siren's axe into Figus's chest. 
and he pulls out a healing potion. Ambionites, are you going to try and heal him as well? To cauterize the wound. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh... Yeah, for the sake of my inventory. Yeah, I'll use burning hands, um, <laughs> to cauterize the wound first. Oh my god. Brother, I know we've never done this before. <laughs> you have burning hands and you have cure wounds. Who's got the alcohol? <laughs> we need to sanitize it. Oh, I would have? guess Abe would have it, but he's also bleeding from his neck. <laughs> Abe has been sucked into the vortex. Oh, Abe where's, just is gone. <laughs> where's Dosh? Wasn't he a drunk? You see Dosh just pounding hey, down Dosh. the last of his alcohol. <laughs> you got any uh, alcohol? Uh, no, I, I need it. Damn. Sorry. You did say he was an alcoholic. You think <laughs> he's just going to give it up to you to pour out on somebody's neck? Finrail speaks up and says, Dosh, Fagus here is going to die. We need to help him out. You guys can use my loincloth as a tourniquet. And I, and I rip my, my loincloth off and I run over to them. And I just run over butt-ass naked. And I hand my loincloth to uh, whomever seems to be in charge of this, this whole debacle. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Finn, I'm sure you have some southern comfort or some shit. Alright, fuck it. We're using burning hands to cauterize the wound. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> just, j- just cast the spell as cure wounds, but the way it cures it is by fire. Well, that seems like some necromancy shit that we would not know how to do. Yeah, can I burn him first and then heal him? <laughs> Just with one hand, you're doing a burning hand, singular, not plural. Burning then you hand. Cure wounds. You cup them on top of each other, and then you just push in. Yeah, I want to do that. So you go to cast a spell or combination of spells that would wind up closing the wound on Figus's neck, but nothing happens. Well, Prothean didn't have that special of a sword. And actually, as you're looking around, um, as people are moving around behind you and around you, trying to help out all of the fallen warriors, it doesn't seem like any of the healing spells are working for anybody. Dosh will be like, fine, I'll, I'll use some of my alcohol, and he'll walk over, he'll uncork a flask, and just be like, ever so slightly, <laughs> like one little drop, and then like quickly <laughs> cork it back up. <laughs> Put it away. <laughs> like the tear of a mermaid. <laughs> Good, that help. Vigus goes, ah! Sadosh, that doesn't feel good. Alright, give me that healing potion. I'm gonna roll out from underneath the jet, and I'm going to take my mage hand to apply pressure onto the wound. His neck. <laughs> it's just gonna go, and it's just gonna grip Choke his throat. The <laughs> but it's just gonna hold it there to put pressure on the wound. He becomes erect. Uh, <laughs> you see that Figus is getting paler by the second, and he says, Cerexius, Sambionitis, yeah. Dosh, Jet, Finrail. You use, out of all your last r- words that you have, say you had ten words left in your life, you put in Finrail in there? Right, Come quick, on. give me the healing potion. He's naming everyone you know? Like, <laughs> did, did we win? Oh, We won, you didn't. Oh. Ooh. Oh. I mean, uh... <laughs> uh listen oh. here, friend. What What happened to Saprothian? Why did he do this? Uh, well, you probably could have seen that coming at some point. You acted <laughs> out like a little adolescent bitch, and he got real upset with you. This is um. all your fault. You found out what, like his mother's alive and is not, in fact, an orphan. Prothean was your father. Oh, God. <laughs> Bygus. Oh, God. I've never... 
I've never understood a single thing that Prothean has ever done. Except for that one time. But other than that, I cannot tell you why he did this, but listen to me. We did win. We did it. A couple of us, uh, goofy goobers out there. You know, whatever they called us. We did it. Good, I'm... Then this was all worth it. And Figus's eyes start to flutter closed. I punch him square in the face. <laughs> Alright, he's still with us. Keep doing it, it seems to keep him alive. <laughs> I smack him right across the face again. <laughs> We're gonna keep him alive by inflicting pain. Wilhelmina motions to Jet and says, Quick, quick, give the healing potion to Figus. I hold my hand out for it. I'm gonna pull it out. I'm just gonna like toss it over to uh, Ambionitis because he's right there. Dash intercepts it, drinks it like alcohol. He's smashing on the ground next to him. So I'm on him. I want to aggressively grab his jaw and pull it open and shove the potion down his fucking throat. After I put a funnel there first, so I can go straight in. <laughs> Have a bong a health potion. Freshman, freshman, freshman. <laughs> You see color return to Figus's cheeks as the wound closes up and his eyes flutter open again and he goes, Thank you, sir. That that feels much better. I pick him up by the shirt and toss him. Although I catch him and put him on top of a horse. Chadley closes the eyes over the purified that got stabbed and was making his death throes. I'm sorry. I don't have any healing potions for you. Rest easy. Ah, fuck that guy. Hexor comes over and says, What was all that? Nobody's tell him the truth. All right. <laughs> Nobody say... What happened with Prothean? Well, do you want the truth or a lie? Figus says, He stabbed me in the neck, sir. I would like to know the truth. We will give you two truths and a lie. That was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got me good. Sorry. <laughs> so, he was possessed. Bye. Yep. Um. No. We no, not that guy. Papa. Oh, okay. Papa Sargi. Uh. Yeah, we're not worried about him. He's he's gone. Who? Sarganus. Oh no, he's still really real. Like he's still a very big thing. Where is he now? He was just destroying us minutes ago. He's on another plane. United this time. <laughs> With Heteros? No, Heteros is on another plane. Remember he boarded the other one. Yeah, he took a different direction. He's going more of like a, a kind of southwesty direction. I thought he was staying on spirit. He's just on a new frontier. <laughs> It wasn't Charlie. He flew Delta. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, He's on a different plane. Heleros is on a different plane. The other ones are on different planes. Torm's on a different plane. Okay, I get it. They're on different planes, but what about Prothean? What happened to him? He's on a different plane. Who's possessing him? All right. I think that was one of of these two truths and a lie. Um, Is no one worried about Abe either? To catch you up to speed, Chadley. And, and Figus. And, uh, Figus, if you're still listening. I am still listening, sir. I'm happy to hear that. 
You've always been a great listener. You listened to the rules at the Hammerfist, and you trained with honor. Can I cast Banishment on Vigus to get him out of here for a minute? Wow. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Like, I don't want you to hear anything good or true that is going on. Hey, Vigus, you owe me some booze. (laughs) Very well, sir. I will get you some booze, but I need to know what happened to Saprothian. Yes, so so what what had happened in the past couple of uh, minutes was that uh, we actually had a meeting with the gods, and we have come to the conclusion that... With all the gods? No. Yeah. Don't interrupt us. With all of them. Every single one of them. All five. All of them. Six. All six, plus the record keeper that That writes the story. She would make six. Is there only six or was there seven? Wasn't she's, there five plus Helleros plus the record keeper? No, she's no, neutral. No, there was five plus Helleros for a total of six. Yeah, plus the record keeper. No, the record keeper was one of the five. No way. Yes, that's Ayun. She's neutral. Helleros was also neutral. He was made and then right. two Anyways, and two. yes, with all six of the gods, I had a hard time counting when we were up there. Lots of glowing lights in the mother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, this guy's blown away by a bridge. Of course, this would throw him off. But yes, we we had a meeting with all of the gods about the fact that they were trying to un unfairly or they were meddling in the affairs of humans. Good word and meddling. I like that jet, but I still don't like you. Um, you haven't earned <laughs> my trust back. But yes, so we had a meeting with all six of the gods, and we came to the conclusion that the only way to restore balance on this plane was to essentially have all of the gods except for Helleros leave a piece of their aura behind and all leave the plane entirely so that they can never interfere with our plane again. Helleros is going to stay back to watch over and make sure that all of the orders stay in a fair and that everything stays of balance between everybody else. Upon coming out of this, Prothean... Well, again, I can't speak for Prothean. I never could in the past... He acts as he feels, and uh, we know that his feels are very unprecedented sometimes, but on the way (laughs) back, he decided to try to kill everybody the second he got back. Maybe it was because his god was going away and Torm wasn't going to be here anymore, so he wasn't going to have Torm as his... uh, Excuse? Yeah, excuse. As his sugar daddy? As his, yeah, his sugar daddy's excuse. So in all of this, yes, Daddy Sargi also has left the plane. Now, the only plane we're left with is this one in Jet, which Jet kind of brought us here to settle this, which was a good thing, but he did it in a very dickish way. So I still don't know how I feel about Jet. And that's to pretty much bring you up to speed, and that's why... Figus is bleeding out on the ground. It's because Prothean just went swinging. That's why Abe, nobody's even asking about Abe anymore. He's not even with us. I asked about Abe. What the fuck? I'm sure Dosh is happy because he doesn't have to pay the man anymore now after you probably would have owed him a decent coin there. He did really a lot of work for you over the past three years. Yeah, for, for a while there, so. That's true, that's true. Let me uh, let me pull out this contract, this copy of the contract he gave me. And Dosh starts looking it over and like all the color just drains from his face. 
He just starts tearing it up slowly. Because <laughs> as he's reading it, he realizes that on the event of Abe's death, he still has to pay him everything he owes, plus quite a substantial death fee to his family. Wow. <laughs> Maybe, did Abe... So Dodge just starts crying. <laughs> did Abe plan on dying at the end of this for his family? I mean, Abe just plans on making money no matter what, so... No, Abe wanted to die for a queen and country. <laughs> So I'm gonna solve a wrong that's been long due to be fixed. I shield myself. <laughs> I ready a dodge action. <laughs> I'm gonna take it. Chadley is gonna waddle his way up to Jet as he reaches oh. towards his pocket. Nail him. He goes, Jet, you've been causing far too many problems, but unfortunately. The source of that was your own misfortune. And I'm going to pull out every single gold coin I possibly have and hand it to him. This is what's left of my scholarship over at the Arkshine. You've been very financially mistreated. But now, <laughs> you can live like a peasant. You, you guys, Bracey is just whistling over, over on the side. I'm whistling just casually. <laughs> what is... What is? Why is this so sh much shinier than the money that I? Is this counterfeit? This is what they call gold, and this one's silver, and this one. Well, you've seen copper before, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not even see real coppers. It's always yeah. pebbles off the street. Well, no, I've <laughs> been my paying... made out of <laughs> painted pebbles. No, I've been paying him in uh in in my own special currency, which is called Brixius coin. <laughs> um, it just has like it's a little coin Arcane with tokens. A, yeah, it's like a little coin with a little hammer on it that I have carved myself, and that's what I've been paying him. At. It's actually not valid to be used anywhere in the city except for at the hammer fist. It's got a it's got a Coinbase trading ticker name of B R I X. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Rovarian crypto, baby. Yeah, we're getting into <laughs> cryptocurrencies here. I don't know what I did to deserve this, but I will make sure it goes you know, to good use. I wish I had something I could give you. Ooh, I have something to give you as well. I brace myself with shield. <laughs> and I pull out my uh, my mermaid hat that I got from uh, negotiator. negotiator name and title. And I say, this was from a very uh, important friend of ours. Is that, that the legendary cloakhead piece of the mermaid? I've been searching for this against Taylor for many, many years. Where did you get this? Let's just say it was part of a negotiation. Die in a fucking <laughs> I hear that, and I'm going to spear jet. <laughs> My entire asshole cringes. Wait a second. I think I met a guy who wore one just like that. And it's mine? Gublio walks over and says, Ambionitis, you summoned us and we answered. This has been quite a fight. You are stronger, faster, and smarter than me. Don't forget harder. Definitely harder. From behind, Gublio pops up Bishmuck and he says, Well, yeah, of course you're harder, too. Bishmuck. Fuck yeah. Oh, I thought we killed that guy. Nope, no, we killed someone else. Penchak. Oh, come on. You don't remember that you killed Penchak? I'm your buddy. Bitchmack. Yeah. Buddies. Hells. And don't forget Smellier. He's a real kind of guy. And Smelly. Don't forget Smelly. Bitchmack, I'm happy you're here. Gooch yanks at 
the skirt of of whomever is nearest to him and as the only one who's paying attention to to what's going on asks uh is no one wondering why the healing potion all of a sudden worked when magic wasn't working earlier and i just want to make note that gooch is still very much butt-ass naked so when he's yanking at the skirts of whomever you know he's he's yanking at vigorously his his peen is just flopping around wildly uh <laughs> dalvia walks up and says so does that mean that there isn't any magic no dalvia if you would have listened when i spoke like you should have the first time i had said that each of the gods except for helleros had mangled themselves in front of us to it's pretty <laughs> fucked up actually to leave a piece of their essence or their aura behind so that there is still the balance they just can no longer interfere with it so there's still magic per well, se ever since the portal closed i haven't been able to cast magic because you're out of spell slots and she she tries to light her fingers with a flame and nothing happens. I cast counterspell. Nothing happens. <laughs> you guys are all idiots. Well, who was exactly. your... Which <laughs> god were you devoted to? Ooh, wait. I have an idea. Brixius, I give you permission to fireball me. Don't you have that? No. Don't you have something? You have magic. I have firebolt. There you go. Firebolt. I... I, I guess, uh... You know, come on. I feel like I deserve it. <laughs> no. 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 Not going to. Chicken shit. Dalvia, who is your firebolt at Jet when he wasn't expecting it? (laughs) (laughs) You point your finger at Jet and sparks sputter out of your finger and then nothing happens. Wow. Oh, shit. Taylor lands in her dragon form and then transforms back into her halfling form next to Chadley. And she turns to him and says, Does that mean that we don't have magic anymore either so let me clarify if you were a devoted follower of Helleros I believe you still have magic anybody else I guess it's not working so what about Abe's magic eye oh wait a second (laughs) Jet do you see Abe anywhere no, because he went up into that big swelling vortex in the sky. He is no longer with us. So you're telling me that there is magic. It's just inside of us. And that's the lesson here. Boop. <laughs> I claw my eyes out. <laughs> Dosh shoots himself and then you. Can I try casting Dancing Lights to see it fizzle out in my hand? Uh, You try casting Dancing Lights and there is kind of like a mirage when there's heat on the ground. You can see a brief warping of the air, but there are no lights that are produced. Well, this dampens the fact I finally got something that Taylor didn't. Oh, by the way, Taylor, look, as I show the mermaid headpiece. God damn it! How? Ah, eat shit! It's <laughs> <laughs> what you get for getting the book and then reading it before sharing. Yeah, get fucked on, Taylor. Get fucked. I told you where I put it. You get to go in 50 years. 50 years? Not a chance. This hat's mine. You can suck eggs. Also, we can't cast magic anymore. Well, that's just chicken shit. I start praying to Helros profusely in hopes that I get my magical abilities back. Do magic... Indeed. Do magic items still work? Wilhelmina says, Well, 
It looks like magic items do still work because you gave the potion to Figus. And he seems to be well enough to sit astride that horse. Well, yeah, but that was just a health potion, not a magically imbued item. Gooch pulls out his Iron Bands of Binding and throws it at Figus. I need to make an attack roll on him. So essentially, uh, I can speak uh, the command word, which is gotcha bitch and uh, I can, I'll then throw the sphere at a huge or smaller creature I can see within 60 feet uh, as the sphere moves through the air it opens into a tangle of metal bands um, so let me make my attack roll now proficiency bonus so it looks like I got an uh, 18 uh, so should hit him right yes that hits perfect uh, so now Figus is restrained until I take a bonus action to speak the command word again to release it gotcha bitch and Figus is released well, thank you very much for releasing me, sir. Um, I guess it was a good enough experiment. Yep, just had to make sure that magical items still work. <sighs> Wait a minute. I want to make my finger into a gun, aim it at my face, and cast Firebolt. Sparks out of your fingertip, but that's it. What do you mean, those that are close to Helleros? Wasn't I under Helleros? I, I thought I was too, brother. <laughs> oh. Our, our big, uh, our big friend up there, Helleros, ain't helping us right now, so. But we know magic works, because we have used, there has been spells that have been casted since. I've got the magic. Well, I can't be a muggle dragon. I have things I need to do. And I'll let you see my short, stubby hands there. Helleros, please, give me a, a little magic tutu. A starburst, something. Starburst? Starburst, God damn it! Hexor speaks up and says, Well, you said that the gods left behind part of their essence, correct? Yeah, like, correct. like, Cor in, a, like in a little stone form that uh, if you collect all the stones, you can have massive power. Like in Pokemon? Dalvia says, Well, then, if it was to bring balance back to the primaterial plane, then perhaps... The source of magic is somewhere out there. Ayun used to be the source of magic in our world. And if she's gone, then that might be why our magic isn't working right now. But she's not all gone. Yeah, I watched her rip out her eye with a spoon and then saw off her ear and drop it into the world and it fizzled away. So we know that parts of her are here. Is this a Dragon Ball situation? Go on with your theory. <laughs> Well, you said there's different stones that are sent into the realms. Are we going to have to collect the Dragon Ball style and summon Hellero Shenron or some crap? Either that or kind of like the Infinity Stones are out there in that's this world. That's what I was going to say. And, uh, oh, boy. I mean, I thought that, yeah, I, I thought that's where we were originally going, but I do like the second idea here. This, no, uh, this what, new it, presentation. what it actually happened was Paul made this seem very, very, very Avenger-like, so he changed it. Um <laughs> Because we called him out for it. So there's not actually infinity stones in this world. It's more their essence is just all around us. Still sounds like an interdimensional Pokemon badge gathering. Dalvia says, it sounds like the essence was left behind looking for a new host, new gods. Are you trying to tell me that my brother Ambionitis is going to become a god? No, I'm not saying that. I could see it right now. And Taylor speaks up and says, are you kidding me? Ambionitis as a god? Come on. He's already king of the goblins. Yeah, he's god <laughs> of spearing. Oh. He's the most uh, qualified of all of all of us here. He's the only royalty. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has more followers right now than any one of us. I nominate Ambionitis as God. Or is that where <laughs> Prothean and Abe went off to? As God. I'm God. <laughs> well, I'm God. <laughs> Did you go for the Morgan Freeman? <laughs> Finrail says, I think what Dalvia... Is that your name, miss? It's, it's Dalvia, right? All right. Uh... I think what Dalvia there is saying is that the powers are out there and they are going to be floating around until somebody picks them up and then those become the new gods. Right, but the whole reason of the gods doing this in the first place was so that there were no gods to meddle in our world because it's more left up for us to find balance or destroy ourselves as uh, the race of humanoids in this in this world. So... Something more akin to, like, world guardians or something. Wilhelmina says, I believe that that is something sort of what it sounds like there, uh, Mr. Dragon. I think that if we are left to our own devices, and I know this from personal experience, we have power to build or to destroy. And... From among us shall arise the new powers, the new gods. Let us hope that the powers fall into the right hands. They don't. (laughs) Next campaign. (laughs) I really don't think that any, any, there should be gods anymore, other than Helleros, for this point. Hey, Taylor, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Swear to God, if Chodley and Taylor become gods. (laughs) I'd just sprint off. I will I will Bahamut leave this zero. I will leave this plane as fast as Abe did. <laughs> Taylor turns to Chadley and says, "Race to the finish." That's what she said. Uh, well, I was thinking more we could do something together this time, but gross. You always leave me in the dust, you know? Like like amazing race style? I'm good with that. Let's go see what's out there. That's a scary thought. And she reaches out to shake your hand, Chadley. And Chadley takes it. And then she pulls you in for a hug. Aww. Dosh throws up slightly in his mouth. It's the biggest hug of uh, love. The combination of Starbucks meets Nike. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I would like to uh, now reach out my hand uh, as, a, as a way to shake. Taylor grabs as it. As soon as Taylor it. goes for it, I bring it back and swoop back my hair and tell her to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You're cool. She's lame. <laughs> Get fucked, Taylor. <laughs> oh, you get fucked. Oh, Brixie. No one talks to that. It's fine, Chadley. Brixius, I'd like to say that I'm going to miss you, but, you know, I just might. I'd say the same thing, but I won't. Come on, Chadley, let's get going. And then she turns back and looks at Dosh and says, Bye, Dosh. Ugh. <laughs> Wait, are you two doing something? Oh, they've they've been doing... Doing uh, doing something for, for a long while now. I take psychic damage. <laughs> Taylor, no. With with him, he's so tiny. Uh, uh, okay, tiny but he's wealthy. Tall, sure, but <laughs> first rule that we're gonna have on this race: mind your own beeswax. All right. Fine. And then she takes a loping run and transforms into dragon form and starts flying off. And then she circles around and says, "Wilhelmina." You want to come with? And Wilhelmina turns to Finrail and says, Finn, there's no place left for me back in South Salt. Not in Nashpara, not even in the Free Cities. I've 
I've done too much harm there. Would you want to come with me? See the world? Oh, Billy, I thought you'd never ask. And Taylor lands so Finrail and Wilhelmina can climb up on her back, and they take off. Chadley takes a quick look back at the group. Uh, so, I guess this is it. Uh, you have any plans to come see whatever sights is lying beyond yourself? Well, to be honest with you, I don't know my plans right as of yet, Chodley, but but I uh, <laughs> I wish you well. Chadley. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, okay. Chodley. Um, <laughs> so, so long, little friend. If uh, you're ever in the area, you know where to find me. So long, Abionitis. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the better brother. Uh, have a good day. And, and I would like to real quickly, <laughs> as he, <laughs> as soon as he turns to walk away, I'd like to give him a really big goodbye spear. Right into the hind dragon leg. Like mid transformation or right before you go to transform to go away. Okay, yeah, you see the, like the nubs of the wings start to sprout out a little bit all of a sudden. Poof. Like this Execution. one. <laughs> this is one of those ones oh. where it's so hard that like your face is going to to drag across the dirt where like in the old cartoons you start to see like the dirt and the grass in front like roll up in front of you. And that's how like hard of a spear this one was, just because that last statement you said actually actually really really cut deep down at home which I don't have a home so it uh made it even worse yeah you, you see blood halfway through the alleyway just as you were rolling then you turn into the dragon and like skipped up and flew away out of the dust cloud you, you see that like there's like a, a little large lump in the back of the dragon where you had speared it, uh, it continued into the dragon form so he's a bit hunched back now and he's like alright alright Jesus I mean sorry <laughs> I, I hope you always fly a little crooked now because you're all fucked up. Well, I'm glad you could see that with both your eyes this time. Kid. So long. <sighs> Fuck. Bye, Jolie. <laughs> Dalvia and Hexor come up to you all and Hexor says, I guess it's now time for us to head back to Principium and we're going to need to rebuild. Dalvia says, if you would like to assist with uh, perhaps maybe security that might be of a good nature for you all you're definitely not very good for are politics. they just offering us jobs while Prothean and Abe are just like fucked somewhere else like w what is happening uh, Augberg walks up and says we came out of it alive um, what you talking about I'm the king of the goblins I'm the god of the goblins <laughs> Bishmuck yells out we did not discuss that. Nobody ever puts respect on my name. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> uh, hey. Discussing things with the god of the goblins? Blasphemy. I didn't instruct you to speak. Uh, Augberg says, You have been very helpful throughout all of this, and it'll be interesting to see how the world plays out now that magic is gone for the time being, and um, we'll need to rebuild after Zawadzki's treachery. By the way, I saw him fly into that portal, so we're all good. <laughs> Way to clear that up real quick. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, you see one of the cannons fly into uh, the portal as well. That way we know it's cannon too. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Fucking god damn it. I'm sorry. Die. <laughs> I'm gonna be a dad soon. Shit. I don't have one of those. 
<laughs> Delvia then turns and uh, looks back to see Stan standing off to one side, and she says, I think the world is going to be a very interesting place moving forward. Oh, they're about to bang. <laughs> <laughs> they're about to make some real magic happen. If you're ever in the area, come back and say hello. Um, we'll be sure to make sure that you're handsomely paid for all of your help. And then Stan speaks up. After we subtract all of the damages you owe to my inn. That's going to be like, hey, I wasn't there for any of that. You're not subtracting it from my pay. <laughs> who is, who, who? Who the fuck is Stan? <laughs> you catch Bri- Brixie is just whistling again off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you guys or your inn. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm sorry, who who are we speaking to with this tone of voice? The owner of all those doors you uh, had a weird attraction to. Well, that's, hey, whoa, that's whoa, what whoa. I'm asking. The person selling those doors made a killing off of us. He should be thanking us, and he should have our back here, because business was good for the doorman. Well, that, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking who is referring to the god of goblins in that tone of voice. <laughs> was your attraction to the doors or the man? Yes. It was Stan who was speaking to you. Listen here, fuckface. <laughs> Don't you use that tone of voice to me. I will punch you in the shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know I love you, but... I love your doors. Next time, choose somebody else's in to stay at. Next time, choose a different location for the headquarters of the Purified. Get fucking wrecked, scr- or just have less sexy doors. <laughs> you see the leader of the Danikeshian warriors, Kelman Nanzimbo, walk up and he says, Hopefully we won't need to have any more purified. No more religious crusades or anything now that the gods are supposedly gone. I must travel back with Gooch. Now that we have fixed yours, we have changed the world, and the world is ready for a new king in Danikesh. So Danikesh is America. Gooch, I need you to take my warriors and me back to Danikesh so that we can finish our work of fixing our own country. Is that a demand? Or a request. No one makes demands of Gooch, the king of the seas, the true lord of the goblins. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I say under my breath. Um, but fine. You may accompany me as I find myself without a crew. Uh, me and Dick Cheese are the only ones left. So yes, I shall take you and the rest of the purified, and together we will travel the seas. But don't you ever forget, I'm the captain. And Dick Cheese is second in command. And you may only speak to him. Unless it's really, really urgent. Then you may ask him to speak to me. And I might think about it. <laughs> and as far as the rest of you are concerned, if you'd like, since we're ignoring Abe and Prothean for now, you may also join my crew. Plenty of space on my ship. You guys are all proven to be capable warriors. I don't like you all very much, but... If I need death fodder, the more the merrier. I mean, I don't know. You crashed it last time, so... I'm just gonna do it, Captain. <laughs> I don't have the power. Yeah, Gooch, uh, last time you had a crew, <laughs> you crashed into a bridge and that was said, dick ah, cheese. fuck them. They could all die. <laughs> so... That's factual. I think... I think with that being said, well, if I don't see any of you ever again, good. I kind of hope I don't, since you guys aren't joining my crew, which clearly means that you guys aren't worthy, but... That's neither here nor there. Of course, if you're ever in the area, you know where to find me. I'm just going to keep saying that to everybody. 
<laughs> no. Just tell nobody where to find you. Yeah, because I really don't know where I'm gonna be. Don't call us, we'll call you. Oh, piss off? You know who should piss off? My cousin, Gublio. Fuck you, Gublio. Ah, piss off. I only respect one person here, and that's the true king of the goblins. And I once again give a little bow to Amunitis, as I did upon first seeing him, whilst ignoring the others. God. Ah, ah. Yeah, fuck yeah. You gotta cry, Gublio. (laughs) Squirt some. (laughs) I do not cry. Good, I don't either. I start sniffling. <laughs> Is Googly just so dead inside from, <laughs> from losing? <laughs> he can't even cry anymore. I hope you all die quickly. Gooch, who isn't particularly good at, at goodbyes, did plan for this contingency and takes off his his newspaper helm and looks at the back of it and written there is a note from Gooch to Gooch that says in case of long drawn out goodbye say this so long bitches and then he leaves Caltrops the zebra rhino <laughs> let's go I'm, I'll take you back to Ishka and Calmat says farewell to all of you best of luck goodbye Mr. Danikeshian sir farewell farewell to all of you goodbye you know where to find me if you're ever, if you're ever around. <laughs> Have a nice trip to Shish Kebab. Loyal listeners, this is the final episode of Campaign One for the Death Saving Bros podcast. How exciting is that? Oh, gosh. I am your Dungeon Master, Paul, and this has been an amazing and wild ride. You know, just want to take a moment here to thank all of you for listening. Thank you for making it this far and for being with us through it all. It has been so much fun to make for you and to hear your thoughts. First and foremost, if you like what you heard, reach out to us on social media at Death Saving Bros on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Reddit. We would love to hear from you. And even more so, we would love to see your reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. That is where we are currently monitoring for reviews. And if we see yours, we will definitely read it on the air because we do plan on doing more episodes after this. And we're just as excited to get started on that. We'll say, though, with um, this episode coming out so close to the end of the year, between holiday obligations, family things, all of that. We're not thinking that we're going to have enough time to get another episode out before the end of 2021. Therefore, we've made the decision that the next episode from Death Saving Bros will not come out until January of 2022. We're going to take that time instead to focus on backfilling Patreon with all of the lore episodes that we've been working on Um, We have two that are, they basically just need music, and uh, we got one more that is in the tank, and you've heard those mentioned before, so definitely want to get those to our supporters. And then we also have a huge backlog of bloopers. Um, We've also got some Patreon rewards that we are working on getting out. Uh, At this point, uh, we don't think that we're going to get those done in time for Christmas, but we will get them to our supporters as soon as possible. 
we're still very excited about what we've got in store. It just is taking longer to get that done than we thought. So, yeah, if you want to keep up to date with all of the new content that is coming out, head over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros, and in between episodes, you can get caught up on all of the bloopers, conversational recaps, extra episodes, artwork, exclusive music, all of that jazz, all starting for as little as $2 a month. And then for those that support us at the $25 tier, if you back us for three months out of every six, then you will be eligible for those physical Patreon rewards. Um, Last time we did a shot glass, a t-shirt, and character minis. This next time, give you a little bit of a hint. In the first package, we only gave out two of the character minis, so might need to round out the cast. And that's just the tip of the iceberg there. So again, head over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros to become a patron. We would love to have you. We would love to share more content with you. If you don't feel like becoming a monthly supporter, hop in there for one month, get all the content that you need, and then we'll, we'll talk to you later. Or you can just pick up some merchandise that's always available on redbubble.com by searching Death Saving Bros. We have all sorts of character designs and uh, our chaotic neutral at best logo. You could probably get on there and still get some stuff in time for Christmas. And for anybody that is listening to this mid-roll and thinking, wow, he's kind of rambling a little bit more than usual, that's because I am. This time around, I just wanted to speak from the heart. I wanted to get all the things in that we normally get in, but also just tell you how much we appreciate you and really feel like this was a conversation, the last one that I will have with you during our mid-rolls until the next campaign, which, talk about that a little bit more, the next set of episodes that we are going to be putting out is a mini campaign. It's going to be 10 episodes, well, 8 to 10 episodes, looking at what was happening with Dosh in between the attack on South Salt and the final battle in Trugala. And again, we will be working hard on those, get them ready for next year, and uh, put all the touches that we normally put on it, like uh, the special music that we use. We always like to let you know about the artists that we are featuring in our episodes, like Will Savino's Music D20 Project and Tabletop Audio. They are both creators who are creating original tabletop music on Patreon, and their websites are available in the episode description. And then finally, As I always like to do, before getting you back to the episode, I need to recognize those that have made this show possible. There's no one to thank more for that than our patrons, so those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman, Two Times Tyler, Gene L. Jackson, Andrew Bettles, and a vaguely concerned emu. Thank you all for your support. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Figus trots up on the horse that you put him on, and he says, 
Well, sirs, I guess I best get go in and find my own way. Um, Brixius. What the fuck you mean? Where are you going, Figus? I got work for you to do. Well, I was just going to ask. Do you mind if I, uh, if I become your, maybe not squire, son? but. Oh, fuck. Your son. Father. Da <laughs> 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 da. You don't have to be an orphan anymore. Figus can be your dad. <laughs> I was going to suggest that I could be your business partner. Partners. Isn't he like 15? Please, like, Daddy. I've done good work share, while you were gone. We, like, we share the business. Can I have a chocolate bar, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you pay him more than uh, Jet over here, or else he'll also turn into a homicidal, demon possessed maniac. <laughs> Can I have a quarter, Dada? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will not refer to you as a partner, Figus, but as a, as a property manager, maybe. I will let you, I will let you help in business without referring to you as a partner. Do you have my dividends, papa? He could be an intern. Ah, that's even better than ah, a squire. An unpaid intern? Would you, you could... like to be my intern? And he has to pay. You can get valuable experience. Listen here, Figus, it's a paid <laughs> internship, and what I mean by that is you pay me to get the experience <laughs> out of this internship. What do you say? Sir Brixius, after being treated so poorly by Prothean, and I now see that I was being treated poorly, <laughs> I think that I deserve better. Well, he takes a sword to the neck. Wow. Yeah, Papa. Those are big exposure. words. Those are big words for a, for a little man over there. All right. I'll just say good for you. I give us some low bones. Fuck yeah. He holds <laughs> out his hand and takes the low bones. That's something that Jet never had the cojones to say. Listen here, Figus. I will treat you moderately. Don't worry, Figus. We'll take care of you. Yeah, we got, we'll treat you fairly. Evinitis is the new head of people because he is the god of all people. What if I can do this? And he leaps off the horse and spears you. That's pretty impressive, considering your neck was just gashed <laughs> open, but I would hope that... Uh, I'd kick him square in the fucking head. <laughs> before he gets to me, happy and I just, just downs him. Ah, uh, you forgot rule number four. <laughs> I swing first. <laughs> but I like the effort. I pick him up and say, I say, we'll treat you fairly. I got big plans for business expansion, Figus. They're huge. They are so big. They are humongous. Huge, if they're, you will say. They're going to be tremendous. We're going to build a wall. <laughs> it's going to be the hammer wall. They're tremendous people. The demons are going to pay for it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Figus puts his arm around your shoulder and starts walking away and says, All right, why don't you tell me about it, Sir Brixis? Oh, like right now? Oh, fuck. Ambionitis and Brixius start walking off as Brixius starts talking about his big plans for the Hammerfist franchise. And uh, he picks Figus up and puts him on his shoulders. And then. As soon as he gets up on my shoulders, I take his feet and I flip him up so he falls and smacks his head straight in the ground. his ass. I just grab him by the neck. Yeah, and that's what, I, that's what actually happens. I throw him up, we're walking away, I flip him off, and he hits his head hard in the ground, probably. Probably re-injures himself after the wound he was coming off of. Figus asked for this. Just do a half back Just flip while he's on your shoulders. Sends his head up into his ass. <laughs> All of the purified forces that had come to fight this battle start to pick themselves up. They carry away the dead. They pat each other on the shoulder. They have a moment having survived this demon onslaught. And everybody walks away from the battlefields towards their respective destinies, forever changed by the leaving of the gods 
and the actions of the Revengers. Yeah, I've heard better lines in pornos, but it's okay. (laughs) 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 How much money do you think I could have actually have given Jet, Paul? (laughs) A dragon gave his entire uh, fortune, let's say in the bag of holding. The entire fortune of a dragon? Probably too much to count. Yeah, he's a dragon. He's like a 200-year-old dragon. I don't know if he was a dragon who turned into a person or a person who turned into a dragon. He's a dragon. I'm old as shit. I mean, if it's more than like five gold, that's going to be more money than Jet's ever seen in his life. <laughs> True. 75,000 gold pieces fit in a bag of holding. How much do you want to fit into it, Paul? That works. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was very generous of uh, Chodley. Hey, Jet, how about swinging your buddy Dosh some of that... Uh... <laughs> So let's go ahead and check in with where our adventurers wound up after the events of the great demon battle. Dosh, so after Taylor showed up, she and Wilhelmina told you that Hoke Venderberg was trying to, the the guy that you're competing against because he owns all the copper fields or all the copper mines up north and you were trying to move in on his territory. Um, They said that Hoke was working with uh, Zawadzki to open up a tunnel so that Trugalan forces could invade the free cities. So you went to go fuck up his day and take over his territory while also saving the free cities. Right. And then right after that, you guys flew over to Trugala to fight the battle. Cool, cool. Well, let's see. I'm going to go back to uh, what's our entire country called? It's the free cities. <laughs> It's just the free cities. Mm-hmm. All right, gonna go back over to the free cities, and I'm gonna start hopping a field, copper field style, and um, all Die. these mines that I now, <laughs> all these mines that I now own, I'm gonna get them up and running. Gonna get my brothel back up and running. Get the casino back up and running. Uh, I'm gonna be in debt to Abe's family for the rest of my life, <laughs> as are the Alistairs, I believe. Did Abe have a a contract with them? I believe he did, actually. Okay, so they're they're also on the hook for quite a bit of money. The Alistairs have already paid in full. Ah, well, good for them. <laughs> because the Alistairs, they wound up moving into a advisory role, much like Zawadzki was for the king prior to Zawadzki's death, or rather, getting sucked into a demon portal. The Alistairs have helped to rebuild Principium, and they have started to move away from a monarchy, distributing more of the power towards a council of members, including the king, that now rule over Trugala Kingdom. And their wealth has only increased in on top of their historical value. And Dalvia and Hexor keep in touch with Dosh every once in a while. Hey guys, could you float me some money? <laughs> You've received letters from both Hexor and Dalvia. One from Hexor saying, Well, I believe that I would need to check with my father to make sure that we secure the proper funds. Dalvia's letter says, We are very happy to accommodate your request for a loan. However, we will need to discuss interest rates and uh, annual rate of return on your investment. Oh, fuck you guys. I'll just pay it myself and then... (laughs) 
from all my my income from my various business ventures i'm going to be paying the minimum monthly installment on the uh the abe van halen death payout plan after the first of the payments reaches abe's family you receive a letter from abe's grandparents what does that letter say just says cheap bitch (laughs) (laughs) what does it say (laughs) grandmama Grandpapa. Oh no. Shit. Hold on. Oh. It's part of the lore episodes, Tyler. You'll be getting those eventually. <laughs> oh, okay. It's locked on Patreon. They are quite Yeah, these are these are established characters at this point. This is quite aggressive here. <laughs> Alright, let's hear the next one. I'm so excited. I forgot all about this. What? He's dead? He can't be dead. He was going to come home this summer and help me in the garden. Well, I died a long time ago. When I started whoring on the streets. (laughs) I need to send you money on a PayPal for this one. (laughs) All right. Now listen here, Dosh. What? What'd you say? His name is Dosh. Dosh, you say? Yeah, that's what it says. He was last week. <laughs> no, no, the other Dosh. <laughs> You're thinking Josh. Oh, yeah. He knew how to find it. Oh, no. <laughs> what? What? Oh, no. All right, well, get your arthritis and check. It turns out that Abe, our grandson, has died. What? <laughs> <laughs> our grandson has died. Grandson? What? Okay, Dosh, listen here. Abe's Abe's grandmother's mind has been going. Because it's been blown. (laughs) From whoring on the streets. (laughs) And her arthritis is acting up, so she really only has one thing she has to say on her mind. I just lay there. Oh, God. (laughs) She just lays there. Uh, the arthritis is really awful. <laughs> you, you, you can't buy enough lotion for that, I'll tell you. Jesus. I I have no idea what this money is, uh, but you know damn well that our grandson was worth more than this amount of money. Let's go to my new Hooters. <laughs> we need to get the top quality Hooters for his grandmother, and you've only given us enough for one areola. Oh, I need new targets. Oh, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Bruh. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm red. Now, if we don't get enough money for at least one full breast by the end of the season, <laughs> we're going to start sending some of the pimps and hoes out for you. You see, you see, Abe's grandmother has, has pleasured quite a few uh, questionable gentleman in her day. And <laughs> you don't want us to have to make a few calls in. Now we know how to find you. And your grandmother has a very particular set of skills. A skill, set of skills that she has acquired over a very long career. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best gummies in town. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. How much more of this? We're at the end. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Not Gam Gam. If anybody's listening to episode 90 at this point, who cares? They know. They know what to expect by this point. 
Now that we got all that out of the way, I'm sure you're a very nice gentleman. Feel free to stay at our house every time we have a bed for you. And we will be hearing from you very soon. Now I have to go give your grandmother a rub down in vegetable oil. <laughs> it helps with her joints. That it sets me on fire. It's really good for getting off the hair. It's, a real, it's really a full body regimen now. Hey. Amen. <laughs> Damn, gam. Uh, we were not prepared for that one. So Abe's gonna pour some bleach in his eyes <laughs> while in the portal. Well, that was just the first letter he opened up, right? There's been a few since. <laughs> yeah. We have many correspondences that will be in the Patreon content. I thought they were gonna threaten to send some uh, some pics to Dash. <laughs> If you didn't pay up, that my nasty ass butthole. Oh. <laughs> we need a full episode, oh full of just going through these letters as an extra bonus Patreon episode, <laughs> where you guys read off like ten letters worth of content. It's a before after clip of after we set your grandmother on fire. Gonna invent only grams. Oh. Only grams. Only grams. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, Dosh is now. Horribly terrified of <laughs> only grams. <laughs> of only grams. Of getting found and killed by <laughs> pimps and hoes. <laughs> so he's gonna make sure she gets all the breast augmentation she requires. <laughs> and uh yeah, he's gonna be hard at work. Alright, um and what is Jet getting up to? Oh, uh, I well I feel like since uh Dash had approached him about his lump sum of dragon gold. Um, I would have suggested he write up a contract for me giving him a payment to help pay off his debts. And since it all sounded interesting, I would also be trying to be adopted into the uh, Van Halen family here. <laughs> the Van Halen family no, or the Johnson be. family? The Van Halen family, since he will be getting a payment from <laughs> Dosh for quite a while. So he pays Dosh, who then pays the Van Halens, who then... Is providing for Jet. I'm a trust fund kid. Okay. Um, Be using my roguelike skills to do freelance work just like Abraham did. Using that as a good cover story to get in with his family saying that I met him from work. And what was uh, Gam Gam's response? Oh, Gam Gam finds him just adorable, but he reconsiders. He's, you know, he's on the rope at this point. All right, and... Uh... So you wind up wandering around the free cities and uh, the rest of Ralvaria doing... Yeah, uh, he was really trying not to have a uh, help steps on him stuck moment with uh, crosses Game Game. The, Crosses the threshold into manhood, <laughs> finally, <laughs> with Game Game. All right, and then what did the Hammerbottom brothers get up to? The first thing that uh, Brixius did is he went and... In all of the towns and cities that he promised to one day open a gym in, he did go through and he opened a collection of fighting gyms to keep the business going. So we knew about uh, the Hammer Fist in South Salt and the Hammer Five in Astrakane, as well as the Hammer Gooch in Gublio's Fortress out of the Persian Canal system. But since then, he has opened many more gyms, such as the Hammer and Nail in Nashpura, the Hammer Face in Eddington, the Hammer Skin in Coruscinium, the Hammer Claw in Ishkaha, the Hammer Head in Chorus, the Hammer Twins in Twinton, the Hammer Ass Oceation in Ryford, and the Hammer Hand in Principium. So, 
I we, hope you die a slow and painful death. <laughs> I feel like a few of those you just made up on the spot there. Like, just cities included. I guarantee they're written down on that notepad specifically. There is uh, ten, 10 gyms and corresponding cities written down here that Brixius has been wanting to open. Ten which... gyms and one Shelly, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Since episode one. Nice. Which, uh... <laughs> Jet just graffitis every one of them. Which now, uh, with those ten gyms that are being run, Figus is helping with uh, being in the places that Brixies cannot be all the time. Uh, so really, he is just uh, tasked with running from gym to gym to check in on them. And you receive a missive from Figus one day that says, Brixius! I've just checked in on the Hammerhand in Principium, and I must say that we are doing very well there. Uh, there is quite a large clientele, and uh, it is by far our most profitable gym after the Hammerfist in South Salt. I'm now off to Ishkaha to check out the Hammerclaw, and uh, I think I will check to see if Gooch is there while I'm in town. Uh, I hear he is now using that as his main port, and he seems to be doing quite well. I... He hasn't hit any more bridges, as far as I know. Just kids. <laughs> has uh, has he killed his crew yet? Um, it turns out a jet ran into Gooch and they died in a horrible boating accident. Uh, very well, intern. While you're there, if you do run into Gooch, tell him. Fuck you. Tell to deliver this message to Gooch from uh from his his king goblin and myself, saying, fuck you. Exactly. Tell him to get fucked on. Um, and then offer him free training lessons for the week at, uh, at the gym up there. How did I be a bitch? And uh, it's good to hear that he hasn't killed any kids. Well, he might have killed kids. That he hasn't killed... Has he, that he hasn't hit a bridge. Kids are fine. Bridges, <laughs> not so much. He crashed into a side of a mountain, but that's not a bridge. So those, those take longer to make. <laughs> Keep up the good work, intern partner. I like to think Jet's just outside all of your gyms. He's like, Brixius is in there. <laughs> Brixius is unfair. Standing, Standing at the concession. Plotting his oppressions. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I like sign, like I sign a membership like on the sign-in sheet for like every gym, which is like a made-up stupid name, and it's like, like the plane. The talking dog Shell Shack is singing! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> The talking dog at Shelly's? <laughs> That's Abe's grandmother you're talking Aww. about. <laughs> and what about Ambionitis? Is the voice of an angel. Wait, Briggsies would also like to include that he did find a scholar in the region, and he learned how to read in Dwarvish, so he could finally learn how to read. However, he cannot speak Dwarvish. Reads in Dwarvish, cannot speak it. Speaks in common, cannot read that. So now that is Brixie's skill set. <laughs> but he still knows how to read and write Hammer Fist. And Hammer Dome. Oh, of course. He just draws hieroglyphics. Oh, we could also rebuild the Hammer Dome. Oh, crap. Out in the Nashpro woods. I don't know if I want to do that. Let's do that for, for going to Pa. <laughs> pa? <laughs> you mean your asshole of a father who never loved you? Hey, you never call my father an asshole. <laughs> Can't call your father at all. What about Ambionitis? 
Um, Starting a family. Yeah, my ass. Is what I heard. <laughs> no, Ambient Night is when in a giant pit of depression. No, I'm kidding. Um, whoa, brother. <laughs> whoa, whoa, brother. <laughs> no, he just, he felt really empty without being able to cast one spell a year. So, like, he's going to probably try to learn how to do that again. So I get my guess is that he's gonna try to read from like the origins of where magic came from, why it was tied to the gods, and get really deep into that. Can we establish just one of our gyms as a magic training gym rather than a fighting hands-on skill set where you are the instructor of magic and it just goes terribly wrong? <laughs> you see shitty patches on the roof. <laughs> you just see bl- like holes blown out everywhere in the building. <laughs> So you reach out to the Arkshine uh, in Trugala, which is the foremost scholarly pursuit of magic in the region. And the Arkshine has sent you several manuscripts, and as you're reading more and more about it, you start to discover that magic is within the very fabric of the primaterial plane, but it was governed by the goddess Ayun. And without the goddess Ayun around to kind of give it structure and help mold it, it doesn't work quite right. And somewhere out there is her essence. Somewhere out there is a way to take the fabric of magic and mold it the way that you wish. If you had the power of Ayun, you could reshape the very fabric of magical reality. And as you're learning about this and you're trying to figure out how to make magic work, you are able to get some spells to go off sporadically, which is why there are so many holes in your magical fighting gym. But one day, you're trying to teach your students how to cast magic, and for the most part, you've just had to go through exercises and then kind of duck and cover when things go awry and it just randomly goes off like Wild Surge. But one day you're teaching your students and Brixius is there with you. He's observing to kind of make sure that you're doing a good job as a teacher. And Brixius, I want you to roll a D100 for me. Reggie? Yeah, there's still most of a building there. There's just no windows or a roof. What are we going to call this one? The hammer sweats? Hammer hole? Sure. The only thing you're going to be calling is your insurance company if you roll bad. The hammer hole. I like it. I'm writing it down. (laughs) Hammer hole. Around the hole. Preparation age does feel good on the hole. <laughs> Alright. D100. Oh man, so close to 69. It was a 67. It's like too short. You, Brixius, suddenly feel a chill run down your spine, and then you feel your fingertips electrify, and then you suddenly look at your brother, Ambionitis. And you're frightened of him. You are absolutely terrified by your brother. Yeah. He cat. Yeah. And you start running away. Just as Ambionitis, I need you to roll a D100, please. He looked at me, and he had the craziest <laughs> look in his eyes. And at and one point he said, let's get it on. So I oh, ran. <laughs> God damn it. Do I get my five proficiency bonus on this? No. Fuck. 64. damn it (laughs) nice alright as Brixius starts running away from you Ambionitis you also feel a chill run down your spine 
and you feel like a lightning bolt has just touched the top of your spine and shoots down through your feet into the ground, and then fog cloud is cast around you, and fog starts swirling around you, kind of like your ancestral guardians when you rage. But the fog cloud starts appearing around you as another one of your students kind of shivers and sparks fly from his fingertips as butterflies shoot out and then start fluttering around. And then another student, she winds up spasming and throws her hands out and a beam of light shoots across the building. Brixius, having dealt with this for most of your life, you realize that all of these people are now wild surging and you realize that magic is back. And that is where we are going to end our campaign. And that also makes sense, is because magic was gone for so long that nobody knows how to control it at the moment, so everybody's just kind of wildly surging all over the room. Surging, <laughs> surging. Yeah, I like how the last scene is everybody just splurging on each other. That's <laughs> pretty crazy that they're just wild splurging. All, all over, over the, the hammer hole. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end our campaign. Splooch, 100% in keeping with our, with our brand. Uh, to those of you who are listening, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed this entire campaign. If you did enjoy what you heard, please think about joining us as a patron on patreon.com slash deathsavingbros where you can access more content like extra episodes where we first met Gam Gam and Grandpap uh, and we will probably wind up putting up more of their letters. If you would like to leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcasting app of choice, that is a great way to tell others how much you enjoyed this show and we'll read your reviews on the air. We currently monitor reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. If you would like to keep in touch with us in between episodes, we are on social media at Death Saving Bros on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. I am personally available on Twitter at HPCamper or at HPCamper.14 on Instagram. You can find me at Benfro15, and if you listen to 90 episodes at this point, you really should consider it leaving a review, because A, fuck you, get fucked, B, you're fucking crazy, C, eat a bag of dicks, <laughs> eat a whole lot of dicks, Nice. and D, we appreciate you. Thank you, Benfro15. I'm at I'm a underscore B underscore rad. That was a really long username, Ben. That's actually incredible that they let that entire paragraph be your username. That's actually quite incredible. It's actually incredible. a strand of about 15 different users where, you know, you, you always pick up one on I have the other. 16 different Reddit accounts. If you're still listening, you're a fucking asshole. Nice. I love this whole brand of us shitting on our audience. <laughs> we shit on ourselves. We might as well shit on them. There's a big shit. Fuck you, Tyler. There's a big shit stain. But yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, you can find me. Well, actually, just follow the Reddit. Cause like, yeah. What a what a great great sign off there. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty in character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. And you can find me on the PlayStation Network as F-A-T-T-Smith. Only playing Monster Hunter or other single-player games, and if you invite him to shit, he will never join ever. Playing Vermintide. <laughs> and to those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, 
Keep saving those death throws, and we'll see you on the next one. Oh, wait, shit. There is no next one. <laughs> wow. That's okay. I, I was so, no, this is so into this the is moment. On brand. Go ahead, and... Yeah. Uh, fuck you. This is on brand. We just said, fuck you, Tyler. You shit on our... <laughs> yeah, fuck me. <laughs> you can tell... Brand the hammer hole. You can tell a Tyler to <laughs> fuck off at two times Tyler, all letters, one word. That's perfect. What he said. <laughs> I really like that Ben did it. Uh, he uh, he mimicked me word for word. Also, if you listen to all ninety episodes, you are so fucking awesome. I one hundred percent agree yeah, with Tyler. I guess I guess we somewhat think that we just. Uh, but more importantly, fuck you. <laughs> we we just we just think at this point, if you've listened to ninety episodes, that that we can talk to you in a in a very aggressive tone. <laughs> we basically own you, <laughs> but out of respect. So, like, if I tell Tyler to fuck off, he should understand by this point that means we appreciate him. Ben, I accept your fuck off. Thank you. And fuck you too, friend. Aw. Aw, bitch. You didn't have to go there. Yeah, that's rude. Don't, you don't, you don't come on our show. (laughs) (laughs) In my house. (laughs) I appreciate your fuck you, and I see you us suck on these. All right. Yeah, uh, thanks good for having me. Uh, you guys have been awesome. Fuck yeah to those who have been, you know, around for the entire the entire series and have listened to all the episodes like I have. Um, if you haven't quite done that, you know, that's all right. But to those who have, I guess go fuck yourselves. And also to the to the crew who put on the the amazing podcast, go fuck yourselves as well. Uh, twice as hard, please. And uh, yeah, you guys can can reach out to me or find me um, on Instagram now as well at <coughs> at Gene Jackson. I, I, as in the letters, uh, 19, 1993. Uh, you can't find me on your else. I'm not on any social media. Uh, I also don't post on Instagram, so don't follow me there either. <laughs> nice. Then, uh, thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And to all those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death throws. We'll see you on the next one. This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Hard Boiled, Hyper Fun, Laid Back Guitars, On the Shore, and Sardana are by Kevin McLeod and Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0 and sourced from filmmusic.io. The songs Autumn on the Ramparts, Be Whole Again, Be Whole Again Ambient, The Gingerbread Lounge, Gold is Meant to Be Spent, Last Respite Piano, Night Sky, Portrait of Carolee, Beelin University, Vonadale Dawn, and With Garners Full of Grain are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. The song Circle of Wildfires by Tabletop Audio at patreon.com slash tabletopaudio. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The tracks Dream of War, Night Attack, Raiders of the Apocalypse, Rivers of the Sky, and War Horde are music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive.
This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.